Hello everyone, welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we've got a great message coming out of the book of Exodus, chapter 8, verses 25 through 28. Today's message is called Compromising with the Devil. Exodus chapter 8, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up there. If you don't, pause the podcast, run, get your Bible, come back and join us. Exodus chapter 8, 25 through 28. I'm reading out of the King James Version today, and it, starting at verse 25, It says, And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It is not meet so to do, for we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, and will they not stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God, and he shall command us. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away. Entreat for me. Church, I want to talk to you today about compromising with the devil. Compromising is the process of giving and taking in order to achieve a relative satisfaction out of what seems to be a hopeless deadlock issue that you're going through. So let me read that again to you. Compromise is the process of giving and taking in order to achieve a relative satisfaction out of what seems to be a hopeless deadlock issue. Countries do it to avoid war. Husbands and wives do it to avoid divorce. Business people do it to avoid losing money and the business is going down. Labor unions do it with their companies to avoid a strike and make more money. In most human cases, there's always room for compromise, but it never works with the devil. You should never try to compromise with the devil. It's never going to work out for you. So I want to tell you today, there's two things we must always know about compromise. One is it is never an option. If it means bending the rules or breaking your principles, going against what you believe in, in order to get the devil off of your back, even if it's for a brief period of time. And at any time you are dealing with the devil, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a brief relief and not something permanent. Number two thing that we need to know about compromise today is there's no need to compromise when you already know the outcome. Now, you as a Christian, if you've read the end of the book, you already know what the outcome is. There's no need to negotiate. There's no reason to compromise anything you believe in or trust in. There's nothing you should be turning backwards on. The only reason compromise ever comes into the picture is that there may be some hope of changing the end result. I've read the book. I've seen the end of the Bible and how it turns out. I don't want to change the end result. There's no compromise coming from my side of this business deal here. So let's look at the scripture and note that compromise for Pharaoh, who is a type of Satan in these scriptures. Let's see what Pharaoh tries to do with Moses. So Pharaoh wanted Moses to worship locally. You can you can stay right here and do your sacrificing to your God. You can hang out right here in the land where I can keep my eyes on you and stay within my grip to where my military can, can guard you and keep you from getting too far away from me. 
So in other words, what he's saying, so you want to worship? That's fine, but you can do it right here where I can keep my eyes on you. Exodus chapter 8 verses 25 through 26 talks about, it says, and Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, go ye and sacrifice to God in the land. And in, in other words, do your sacrifice unto your God right here in front of me. Pharaoh didn't care about who was sacrificing or, or what he was sacrificing or who he was doing it to. He just didn't want them to leave. He wanted them to do it right in front of him. So in other words, just like Satan says, I don't care that you're a Christian. I don't care that you want to serve God. I just want you to not stray too far off. He's, <clears throat> he's saying right here, uh, Moses replies to Pharaoh. He says, we cannot sacrifice here among the Egyptians. They will stone us to death. He's telling them, we, the things that we're going to sacrifice, you Egyptians worship and you, you call these animals that we're going to kill holy. We're not going to sacrifice these things. It's an abomination to the Egyptians. You're the one that's got the power. You're the one's got the military force. You've got all the weapons. Or you think we're crazy? We're not going to sacrifice these animals right in front of you and expect things to go well. You'll kill us. Moses said in 8 and 27, he says, we're going to go a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to our Lord as he has commanded us. So listen, church, right here, Moses knew the value of separation. The Israelites were about to sacrifice something that the Egyptians worshiped. Moses knew that they needed to separate themselves from the people that, that loved and worshiped the animals they were going to sacrifice. Moses knew that sacrificing locally in front of these pagans was not going to work out. He said, there's got to be some separation. How many of you know that God will bring separation in your lives sometime? He He'll, he'll pull some people out of your life. He'll take some things out of your life. He'll separate you from some things you used to do. Old friends have to go. Old relationships have to end. God has to separate his people from the world in order for his will to be done without interference and without inclusion from what the world wants them to be doing. God separates us for good reason and good purpose. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So there's one of those if-then statements. You've, you've got to meet the requirements that God wants you to meet. Come out from among the world. Be separate from them, and don't touch the things that they touch. Don't call the things that they do okay, and get away from that totally, and I will receive you as one of my own. But look, Pharaoh didn't want the separation. He wanted to maintain control. The devil don't want you separating from him. Satan don't want you getting away from him. Satan don't want you to get outside of his influence or his reach of influence where he can put his hand on you. Satan just wants us to have just enough religion to make us miserable. You see, Satan wants us to have a peaceful coexistence with the world. You, you've got all the stuff going on out there in the world that the world says is okay to do, that the Bible says is an abomination to the Lord and says that it's just something that will make the Lord throw up and spew you out of his mouth. But Satan wants us to be peaceful about that and coexist and not say a word about it. James chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, where 
therefore, would be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Now, listen, I don't seem to have a problem understanding that scripture. It's pretty self-explanatory. The Bible says right there, James is telling us, don't make friends with the world. Don't hang out with those people. Get away from them. Don't have any part with them. Share the word of God. Sow the seed and get back away and let God do the job. But don't hang out and make friends with them and become one of them with them. That's what James is saying. You will become an enemy of God and he'll have nothing to do with you. But the enemy don't want you to get too far away from him. Satan don't want you to stray off too far. Exodus chapter 8 verse 28, Pharaoh said, you shall not go too far away from me. Why do you think this is? Well, I'll tell you and I'm glad you're wondering because Pharaoh had a good thing going for him. Pharaoh had an entire nation, hundreds of thousands of people working to build his empire and to do anything that he could dream up and to think up and any building, any castle, so anything he wanted built, he had hundreds of thousands of slaves in the Israelites that was doing his dirty work and taking care of all of the things that he could desire. And so listen, church Satan don't care if you're a Christian. Satan don't care that you're going to church. He don't care that you like to raise your hands and, and worship the Lord a little bit on Sunday morning. Let's just don't be a fanatic about it though. Don't get too serious about your newfound beliefs. Certainly don't talk too much about your Christianity to somebody else. Satan don't want you being a fanatic about Jesus. He don't want you sharing the blood of Jesus Christ and the scripture, the good news of what Christ had done for you on the cross. Satan don't want that going around. I don't mind you being a Christian and just don't get a little don't don't get too excited about it stay right here where I can still influence you and, and keep you from doing too much for God so you won't affect what I'm doing in your life too well see this is what borderline believers walk in and believe in all the time they strive <clears throat> they try to stay too close to the world and close to God at the same time they think they can do both these folks don't like words like dedication to the Lord that's too strong of a word for the level of commitment that they want to have, but it's time that dedicated and committed Christians stand up for what they believe, declare they're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and stop allowing feelings to compromise their faith. Stop allowing outside influences to make them stand back and not be so effective as the way that God wants them to be. Stop allowing pressures from other people to reroute your faith and let them turn you into that carnal Christian that you've lived and been so long. Stop letting the world's leaders intimidate your people because of a check you're going to get from the government if you don't do what they tell you. Stop letting the world tell you what to do and stop compromising with the devil. So the devil says, don't get too far away from me. As a matter of fact, only the men should go. Pharaoh said, I don't mind you going out in the desert, but <clears throat> just you men go. Leave your women and children in your possessions here. Exodus chapter 10, verse 7 through 11 Pharaoh says, how long are you going to let Mo, or Pharaoh's servant, excuse me, Pharaoh's servant said, how long are you going to let Moses be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord. Do you not see, Pharaoh, that Egypt is already destroyed? Look at all the plagues that has been going on. These guys are a snare to us. God, their God is going to destroy us, and Pharaoh just don't want to listen to it. Pharaoh calls for Moses and Aaron again. And he says, hey, listen, you can go and serve your God, but 
Now there's that word but again that I talk about many a times in my messages and we all know what that word but means. It means don't pay attention to anything I just got through saying because I've got a caveat on the other word, other side of this word but. So he's not really saying you can go and serve your God. He's saying I'm going to give you another condition that's going to have me continue to have control over you and your people. So Pharaoh says you can go and serve your God but... And then the butt comes out. He, he asked, he, Pharaoh asked Moses a question. He says, who are you talking, uh, who are you planning on taking to serve your God with you? Who you expect to take with you? How many of you is going? Listen, Moses ain't no dummy. Moses can read between the lines here and Moses answers back to him and he says, everybody's going. We're not leaving a soul back, Pharaoh. We're not planning on coming back here. Everybody and every possession we've got, Pharaoh's fears were right. Moses ain't coming back. Nobody that's leaving with Moses is coming back to Egypt and Israel has no intentions of returning to Egypt once they get the green light to go out their front gate. God's plan for you does not include going back into bondage either. God's plan don't include you looking back to the sinful life you used to live. God's plan don't include you looking back and finding something that you left behind that's got some interest to you and turning around and going back and pacifying it again. God don't plan on you going back into the bondage once you step out of it just stay out of it and so Moses doesn't intend for anybody to come back to Egypt like Pharaoh wants them to he's trying to hold on he's trying to build a compromise he's trying to do everything he can to maintain control so that he has a win out of this situation so look, Pharaoh don't like the idea that Moses is going to take everybody. Satan don't like the idea either. Pharaoh's plan is the same as Satan's. He's willing to compromise and let the older men go. He, Satan is willing to compromise and let the older generation go on and serve the Lord as long as the younger generation will stay behind and let him keep them captive. As long as the women and children stay behind and, and he don't have to let them go, he can still manipulate the younger generation. Husbands and and fathers, this should be speaking to you right now. You need to be listening to me. We have a responsibility to our families to keep them out of Egypt, to keep them out of spiritual bondage. Don't you dare leave behind a generation for Satan to own. This is his plan for you and your family all along to take your children while you're not looking. That's what's going on in the world right now, and it's your responsibility to be just like Moses and say every single one of us are going with God. That's our choice, and we are not going to listen to you, Pharaoh. We're not going to pay any attention to your compromise, Satan. Not a single one of us is going to stay behind. Jesus died for all of us, and just like Moses did, we need to take a stand and tell the devil we're all leaving your grip. We ain't leaving anybody behind. We should never compromise with the devil over our family. We should never let him be able to put a thought in our mind that as long as one of us can go, it's okay to let somebody else fall aside after all, there's always got to be somebody that don't make it right. No, that's not the way Moses was saying. I need to get an amen from somebody out there over that. Your family is more important than a compromise with what Satan wants you to be doing in this world you're temporarily living in. 
So again, Pharaoh tries to get a compromise out of Moses and he, when he always, just like he always tries to get a compromise out of you too, Satan's going to try everything he can to work on you and tug at you and try to get you to give up something because if he can get you to give up something, he'll get you back into his grips eventually coming back for that something you gave up for him. Pharaoh said, leave then. Listen to his new compromise. Leave then, but don't take your possessions. Exodus chapter 10, verse 24 through 26. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed behind. Let your little ones go with you too if you want to. In other words, just you can even take your family. Take every human being you want to take. Just go with nothing. Just don't take anything with you. Why? Because Satan wants you to struggle and die in the wilderness. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants your possessions. He wants to smother you out, choke you out, and starve you out, and cause you to suffer. And so if he can't have you, he wants you in a predicament that will leave you in poverty and hopeless in the wilderness. But again, listen to this. Moses said, we need to make sacrifices to our God. The animals are our sacrifices. We're taking them with us too. So I want to draw attention to this next statement right here. So pay close attention to me because Moses said this and I love what he said. So listen now. This is an uncompromising word that Moses spoke as a response to Pharaoh telling him, let your herds and everybody else, you can take your children and your women, just let your herds and all your possessions stay behind. Moses spoke up and said, not a hoof will be left behind. Not a single hoof that belongs to the children of Israel are going to stay in captivity. When we leave out here, everything that God has put in our hand, everything that God has provided for us is going out of captivity with us. And matter of fact, as we're leaving, your people's going to be handing jewels and treasures to us, paying us to leave because they're tired of what God's doing to them, to having us around, being punished by you. When we leave here not a single thing that we own is going to be left here for you to deal with and act like you've got a victory over. We need our minds made up church. When we, when you leave the devil, you need to tell the devil I'm gone for good. Don't don't compromise with him. Don't leave a door open to go back. Don't, don't leave a Pandora's box open up or leave the latch off of it so you can easily go back and see what's in it and be curious as to what was going on. We had Lot in the, in the Bible when Lot's wife wanted to look back because she was curious about some folks that was still there. She didn't want to walk away from Sodom and Gomorrah and not see what was happening. So she just decided she had to turn around and look and see what was happening to the kids that she left back in that city. And God took her down right then. Jesus said, if any man wants to live for me and puts his hand to the plow and you turn back and look, you're not fit for my kingdom. Moses said, not a single hoof is going to come back here. We're not coming back for nothing. When we leave, we're done with captivity once and for all. Church, Satan wants you to compromise with him. Satan wants you to think that there's something of value in the old life that you left behind. He wants you to think that there's something that was worth turning around and going back and taking a second look at. Something you feel is worth a trip back into your spiritual Egypt. But I'm going to tell you today, if you compromise, Egypt is where you are headed back to. If you think anything of the old life is worth going back to, you'll be right back there in the middle of your spiritual bondage to claim that thing that you thought was more important than the freedom God paid for you with his own blood on that cross at Calvary and you'll be back in the bondage that God got you out of. Another lesson here that you need to learn. 
I want to ask you today, do you possess your possessions or do your possessions possess you? Now, I know that sounds like a tongue twister and it's hard to say, so let me tell you again. Let me ask you the question. Do you possess your possessions or do your possessions possess you? What in the world in this world is worth compromising over? There's not a single possession in this world worth turning back to and giving up what God has before you so that you would go back and think a possession is more important. Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Don't leave anything behind that Satan can use to entice you to come back into a spiritual Egypt now or ever. Listen, when you leave the world, when you accept Jesus Christ in your life, when you leave the world, leave it. When you leave the world, leave it. I want to emphasize that again. When you receive Christ, you've stepped out of the world into a new life. Leave the world and don't look back. Leave it for good. Don't look that there's thinking anything in this world is worth having more than Jesus Christ that's before you. Don't leave a door open. Don't leave any unforgiven sins. Don't leave any ought against anyone. Don't give the devil anything that he can use to pull you back or he will have you back in Egypt and back into bondage. So listen to me today. If you've got any compromise in your life, if you've pacified anything or any decision of this world, I want to tell you today that you're headed for disappointment. You need to remove every path that you have in your life that leads back to Egypt. You don't need to make any deals with the devil. Don't compromise anything about the word of God. You don't need to compromise. We know what the end of the story is. When you leave this world, make up your mind that there is nothing that I'm looking back for. There's nothing that you have, devil, that is worth taking the risk of me missing the rapture of the church, of me missing eternity eternity with Jesus Christ. I'm not turning back. I'm not compromising. I want to pray with you today and let you know that God is a God that keeps his promises. They're yes and amen. He's, he's faithful to Hebrews 10 and 23 that this podcast is based off of. Let us hold fast our profession of faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised us eternal life in him. And if you don't know Jesus Christ today, you need to make that decision. If you don't know him and the spirit of God's tugging on your heart, your heart's racing right now, your blood is pumping and, and your mind is telling you that you need to receive Jesus Christ. You need to get on your knees wherever you're at. Pull your car over. Kneel down beside your chair at work. Wherever you're at listening to this, you need to pray to God and ask him to send Jesus Christ into your heart to forgive you of your sins and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Now, I want to pray with you today. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we don't have to compromise with the devil because you, our King, our Lord, our Savior and Master, have already conquered death, hell, and the grave, and we have nothing to look back to. God, it's just you that we have to look forward to. And God, I pray that you distill this word into your people's hearts right now. God, that they will walk it out, knowing that they'll never compromise the word of God, never make a deal with the enemy. Lord Jesus, that you you will always be there with them to hold them fast to their profession of faith, Lord God. And if there's anybody listening to this podcast today that don't know you, Lord, I pray that they make you their Lord and Savior, that they invite you into your life, turn their life over, and let you rule and reign in their life from this day forward. God, because I know you're coming back soon. I know that you're the only one that can get us to heaven. And God, I pray right now that everyone in the sound of my voice that's hearing me today would make the choice to serve you and 
and live out the rest of their days knowing that they don't have to compromise with the devil because you have already promised life and life eternal with you in your presence in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord God. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Listen, folks, I pray that you've prayed that prayer. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you've prayed that prayer, the Bible says that you have received him as Lord and you you probably felt a whole ton of bricks lift off of you, pressure lift off your life. Email us. Send us a message. Let us know that you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Send us an email at holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. That's holdingfasttofaith at outlook.com. And let us know you've made that choice to serve Jesus Christ so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you. Get yourself in a good Bible-believing church with a congregation that will hold you up and and be part of your family and, and join with you in corporate worship and live out the rest of your day serving Jesus Christ and never compromise the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one.